Welcome to another episode of Intuition First Podcast with your hosts, Heather McKay and Christine Mira. We're here to connect you to your intuition and the gifts of the universe to get more out of your life and your business. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Intuition First. I'm Heather McKay. Christine Mira here. Howdy. Howdy. Happy to be with you all today. Um, today we're going to talk about, um, when people talk about themselves, why do they only talk about their past or their future, but they don't really talk about the now. What's that about? What do you think? You ever know people like that? Well, the people that I know that talk about their past, meaning like Oh, you know, I used to have a house in 19, you know, 85. I lived in San Diego on this corner and my house was so amazing. Do you want to go see it? (laughs) Or, you know, when I make X amount of dollars in the next five years, I'm going to go do this. They never talk about what's going on right this minute. Right. It's always from the other perspective. Yeah, people who live in their history of their lives, it always seems like it was so much better back then than it is now. So what that really speaks to for me, what it indicates is that they're really unhappy with their present life. Right. When they they talk about their future, about what's going to be created, they're not really happy with what's happening right now. Right, like their happiness is coming down the line. It's and in it's the not, future. It's, or, in, it's always out. It's always just out of reach. And it's, yeah. Or, or it's behind them. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So I've dated a couple of guys who would always tell me about, you know, this or that, or, you know, let's go by, like, you know, we'd be driving. Let's go by and look at it now. You want to go see it? <laughs> and it's like, okay. I mean, I remember my first uh, boyfriend that did that. I was like, okay. So we drove by the space and it was, like okay it was a house and we drove by and it just looked like a house and then you know he he would have all these this flood of memories about how good it was and the life he lived and you know but as far as I knew he was always in upheaval you know mm-hmm. from from marrying the wrong woman to having a couple of kids that he couldn't afford to losing a job to getting another job to getting his car confiscate I mean it just was like constant chaos and so he would always talk about his history as if it was something to impress me by and you know oh those were the days because presently (laughs) he just couldn't get it together well and forgetting that he's the one with the emotional connection to his past you don't have any emotional connection to his past so why would you get invested in his past you know like even so, if you think, oh, that sounds cool or whatever. Like, so here's the thing, ladies you know. and gentlemen. That's a huge red flag. <laughs> what, and someone who's projecting about their future and all they can talk about is into their future and what it's going to look like someday, someday. That's a big second red flag. Well, I mean, there's a difference, I think, in planning and um visualizing what you would like for your future and then only 
quote living in your future or your past you know what I mean like if you if you want to visualize your goals if you want to you know manifest your future or whatever it's different that's a different conversation right it is different right yeah right so it's like somebody saying uh yeah I'm gonna get that you know seventy thousand dollar car and and you know and they're working a job that just can't manifest that but you know yeah and when I get it life's gonna be so good my life's gonna be so much better it's gonna be it's gonna be that's a big red flag why do I bring that up because so many of us get caught up in people's stories and sometimes they make us feel sorry for them or we like oh you just had a bad break or life hasn't Mm -hmm. treated you well let's give you a pause and all it does is you know from my experience all it does is just suck you down the drain with them and you know you you being empathetic and feeling sorry for them and wishing that they they could have had a you know a different um, experience that's not for you to take care of but it is it is an opportunity for you to witness and to listen into that going hmm because you know all my friends that I that I hang out with we don't talk about I mean we might talk about our history like hey here's a story that reveals a little bit more about me but it's not usually not based in material things right yeah well yeah and um and so many times people who are empaths always feel sorry for people who have hard luck it's some it's like an unwritten rule that if you're an empath and you see somebody who's got hardship you need to get right down in there to help them out, to help them not stop, you know, to stop suffering. Yeah, I know what you mean. Cause you, you, you feel bad for them for what they've gone through and you do want them to have a win. Like, it's just, it's just part of, I think who you are and you have to be careful not to let yourself get wrapped up in that. I spent I mean, it's okay to, to have, it's okay to hold space. It's okay to listen. It's okay I, to be I, sympathetic, but you have I to. I gave up 10 years of my life <laughs> by being with a man like that from my early twenties to my early thirties. Well, I didn't say you stay with them. But... No, but I'm just saying like that, that was the, you know, that was the lesson. Right. The lesson to be aware. Like I knew and I saw all the things, but I kept thinking, Oh, he's just had such a hard life from his ex-wife to his mom. Oh, right, if he's right. with somebody like me who really loves him and, you know, can create a, a safe space for him to grow and be nourished. No, it just was more chaos. <laughs> it was more chaos, just more of the same. And it, and financially it took me down. And so um, no one ever told me about that. Never, nobody ever told me that. Hey, if somebody is, you know, loving their past and their dwelling in it that's dwelling yeah and they just Mm -hmm. keep bringing it up like that's a sign of not being mentally balanced it yeah i would agree like there's yeah there's the difference between getting to know somebody and learning about their past or what they've been through yep and them constantly reliving it and just sitting in it all the time right or you know projecting into the future Mm -hmm. all the time there's a there should be a balance for a normal healthy person there should be a balance like of goals and dreams for the future and here's what happened in my past here's who I am as a person but you shouldn't be in either of those places all the time right 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 
Yeah. And so a lot of people who reminisce about their history or they project into their future, what they're really telling you right now is I'm not happy. I don't like the way my life is. I can't cope. And I need a distraction. So the two guys that I've had this experience with, they had substance abuse issues, right? Mm -hmm. They drank. One guy drank his alcoholic. The other guy liked to smoke a lot of pot. Um, so, you know, if people, if you have that combination, you know, it's just a warning sign. You, you go down your adventure, however you want it. Right. Just know that it, it's challenging and probably non-productive in the sense of you like living in your life normally. Um, yeah. But there'll be some lesson for you if you decide, like I did, you decide you're going to have that experience. I decided as an empath, oh, I felt sorry for them. Or I, I, I could, you know, if somebody like me loved them, you oh could my fix gosh. Them. Yeah, I could they would be changed. Them. They would right. see, they could get nourished. And mm -hmm. my lesson from all of that is, um, nope, not true. <laughs> uh, Wasn't happening. It, and it also, you know, an empath always feels valued by how they rescue someone. Mm, and, yeah. you know, your love is just so special and so different. And then you couple that, layer that in with a narcissist because the narcissist is going to feed into that and say, you are so special and I'm really up all about your world. Here, let's see how many different ways we can, we can assuage that. And so, <laughs> so that's why empaths really get um, chewed up and spit out when they're with yeah. the narcissist because the narcissist has love bombed them in such right. a way that they're like, I am so special. They get me. I'm, you know, and then when they decide to discard you, you're like, ow. Yeah. That rejection hurts twice as bad. Right. And you're emotionally entangled now. So yeah, you, now you right. have to separate your energies. You got to yeah. own what's yours and own what's theirs and, and understand what the lesson was and why you came together. Um, right. But that's, a, that's an initial sign is, someone talking about their history all the time yeah you know i mean not like i'd say like 50 to 60 percent of the time or more they're talking right. about their history and how great life was back then and this and yeah that. And the truth but, of it is it probably wasn't <laughs> this is not like this is not like when you tell stories from high school because you tell stories from high school you know it's yeah because something was fun or whatever this is this is on a different level well you know yeah. it could be like the guy in high school who was the football jock who just talks wow. about all the games and the glory and oh, the cheerleaders yeah. and the homecoming and gosh, you know, high school was so great back then. Yeah. Well, right. and some of that is okay, but 50 or 60% is not, that's not the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a reference, you know, like, uh, and, and are they doing anything to grow presently? Like, are they doing, are they learning anything? Are they trying anything new? Are they experiencing anything new? Are they reading anything? Are they doing anything to increase their self-knowledge, self-awareness, right. their, their world, expand their world, you know, what, how are they moving forward in the world right now right. versus what they say they want to do in the future or what they say they did in the past that, that they're so enamored with? Right. What is the now for them? What does that look like? And you really, I mean, especially if you're dating, I mean, 
you have to take stock of that like right away because if you don't you could end up on that path you could, you could be 23 and end up with the guy for 10 years and be 33 and go what did i do right so so really yeah and it's a really good lesson for young people because nobody does tell you that for sure and you date some guy in college or shortly after or in high school even and you never it's like yeah so they're emotionally stunted they don't ever here, move forward. here's the thing that many parents like they just throw their kids out and hey go figure it out you know you'll figure it out and there were some tools i wish i would have had right oh, yeah um so here's the thing that's my indicator because i had an amazing marriage with an amazing man and it was incredible and the difference is is you know how they go oh well you have to fight you know that that's you both of you growing and healing and getting over your stuff um and the truth of it is you you know if you're really compatible with somebody and love is the main course of your experience that feels expansionary and it's it's growing and it, your heart lifts right. and it breaks open um but all that other stuff about oh you know you're my soulmate because we're just going through so much and our arguments, they mean something and we're really building a strong foundation. I say, bull hockey, because <laughs> yeah. that's not what love is. Love is not about, you know, having to feel contracted or apologizing or feeling your heart in contraction or you feeling angry or feeling upset or you know, saying terrible things to each other, that's not, it's a, it's a form of a relationship, but it's not a healthy or productive one. And, um, you know, when, when people are emotionally and mentally unbalanced, it's not your job to fix them, right? right? It's your job to show up as a whole human being. And it's their job to show up as a whole human being so that you can each bring to the party, the goodness of what it is about right. you. The other person doesn't fill you up, can't make you happy. You know, all they can do is become, come into the friendship or the partnership as a friend. And if it turns into a, a more loving, amorous relationship, awesome. But, you know, the thing about romantic love is there's all of these ideas and conditions that we think it's supposed to do for us in our lives. Right. And it's not supposed to do anything for our lives except expand it. For us right. To it's supposed to be an enhancement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not not dragging you down, not pulling you down, not belittling you, not making you feel small, not discarding you, not, you know, I can't make a decision. I don't know. Well, you know what? If he or she doesn't know, then okay, just take that as, you know, market data. Like, okay, moving on. Because that person's yeah. never gonna know. So if you are in any of those kinds of entanglements understand what something healthy looks like understand what a healthy person looks like so that you can experience that in relationship and in the meantime you can bypass a lot of the you know chaos right and, and that's not to say that you know marriage is communication and compromise a lot of the time and that's not to say that you won't have disagreements that's not to say that you nope. wouldn't have any fights or you know anything like that but at the un at the base of it all should be a loving foundation right right and you are coming even if you're can't agree on something and you're trying to come to terms with it you know 
at the base of all of that is love. So yes, and love does not mean pain. <laughs> you know, right. sometimes people are like, oh, they really love me, but gosh, I feel terrible. You know, love right. is not about pain. Love is joy. And it's, yeah. it's about supporting each other and wanting the best for each other and having respect for each other. So, right. um, and the bad thing is there's a lot of damaged people out there. And sometimes it can be really deceiving. You Sometimes it's hard to tell who is a healthy person who would bring healthy, you know. If someone's being mean to you, like that's such a big oh, well, of course. Of, that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. But and, but, and I'm not talking about overt meanness. I'm right. just talking, I'm also talking about just their behavior. You and know, you watch like, how they treat other people. Yeah. That's a real oh, telltale that's a good sign. One. In the restaurant, in the restaurant. Oh yeah, the servers and things yeah. like that. You watch how yeah. they treat other people. Yeah. And um, down in the South, they always told us, you watch how they treat their mom. Right. If it's a man, you watch how the man treats his mom the- and how he speaks to her and how he, you know, their relationship. And you, you just pay attention to that. And yeah, my, my husband loved his mom and he like, just, just adored her and did whatever he could to make her life easier. Like, you know, he bought his parents a car and he, right. bought, you know, he, he would give them physical things and yeah, he would take her shopping. She had to yeah. go to the mall or she needed to go grocery shopping because his dad was sort of a cantankerous guy. And, you know, yeah. so his mom didn't want to ask. And so yeah. she would just ask her husband and yeah. And I guess that's because it's the first woman that a man is in contact with is their mother. So that relationship is an imprint of how a lot of times how they're going to feel about and treat the women in their lives. Well, if a man forward. treats his mom well. Yeah. You know, a grown man treats his mom well. Yeah. Well, we have a pretty good guy. Though. Probably so. So I don't, I don't know if that's, a southern thing or if that's everywhere or whatever i mean I, I think it's true but i don't know if i only heard that because i'm you know from the no no, the deep no south. It, 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 it's, it's been here i mean at least in my circle for you too okay yeah good. so cross-cultural so, time, you know in yeah areas. so yeah. if you've never heard that that's a good one to remember yeah i think you know we are all becoming more awake and yeah. i think our children because we've taught them these things I hope that they have a better toolkit to be able to you know accept or reject people in their lives because man for me the first you know 25 years it was like a hit in this thing and I tell you my soul my soul my spirit got bruised yeah it happens for sure yeah so anyway we just thought we'd have that little discussion um because it, it really does speak a lot um, in the sense of, you know, who you might be in front of and right. who you may be considering to spend a lot of time with. Right. And it can, it can really make a difference if you making a different choice can, can make a huge difference in the time you spend. Yeah. <laughs> in that relationship. Uh, time is precious. And I, time I, is I, precious. I just had a conversation with somebody uh, where a friend had really disappointed me and I decided, you know, after 22 years of friendship, like I was done. There were just been too many little things that were making at me. And this one friend said to me, well, you better be careful. You might not have any friends left. 
And I, and I, it took me back, you know, it was like, what, I should stay in a toxic relationship and be treated poorly. I'd rather be alone than have that. So I'm just bringing that up as a, a benchmark, you know, yeah. some people believe, oh, you should put up with everybody's um, unkind, inconsiderate, thoughtless ways of being in the world, uh, because you, you might be alone. You have the fear of being alone, A-L-O-N-E, alone. <laughs> and, and the freedom in that is um, when you like yourself, when you have self-respect, self-love, self-acceptance, all of that, then you don't need to hang on to ugly people in your life. Yeah. Because I'd rather be A-L-O-N-E. Right. Or- and you can look at yourself in the mirror and not, and feel good about yeah or about being true to yourself all one you can be alone or you can be all one all one with source oh i like all one yes i like that i like that so anyway food for thought yes take that into consideration well this has been a great conversation and uh we'd love for you to let us know what you think Give us a follow uh, on Spotify or subscribe on Apple. Leave us a comment or a review. We would love to hear what you liked and what you'd like to hear more of and share this message if it resonates with you for sure. Yeah, we need people in our community. Come on, leave some comments, subscribe, (laughs) hit the big red button on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Hit the bell. Okay, thank you. We will talk to you next time. Thanks for being with us today. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Intuition First. We're so glad that you chose to spend your time with us today. If you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please share it with them and tag us on Instagram at Intuition First. We'd love to hear what you enjoyed and what you'd like to hear more of. And until the next time, keep listening to your intuition. It really knows what it's talking about.